Welcome to Starfinder. We are a short-form podcast on the Into the Dungeon Network. The best way to support us and what we are doing is through word of mouth. So if you enjoy the show today, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your friends. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Tonight we are playing some Starfinder. I do apologize for the uh, miss little uh, missed game last weekend, but it's good to have everyone. Um, I don't think we have any announcements other than next weekend will be another Starfinder game, and the 18th will be an Azkazir game. So I'm glad to have everyone, and I'm excited to get started. Tonight we are missing one player, and that is not a big deal. Um, we are going to work with it. Um, so that's all I had, Justin, Patrick. Nick, you guys got anything? Any announcements for the uh, group or the audience? Nope. There is a Azkazir on the 18th that is, um, should be starting a dungeon crawl, um, if my memory serves correctly. But other than that, I'm ready to play. All right. Well, as per usual, 50 experience points to the person who would like to give the recap of our last session. I did the last one, so I feel Passenger or Jin should take a shot for this one. Fair enough. I'll give them a moment to decide if they want to do it, or I will. I mean, I got this. All right. Yeah, uh, we finally made it to Avalon, and we got arrested. <laughs> right, so base, uh, to expand on that. XP. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be that cheap. I can't be bought that easily. Um, basically, you guys, yes, you did make it to Avalon. You did decide to um, drug one of your passengers. Um, the other passenger jumped out the airlock in full battle rattle. You and passenger received a... Hold on. <laughs> and the crew got a weapon from him. You guys then turned in your very um, drugged Isoki wretch to the, not the authorities, but the tier's own security. I want that to be clear. <laughs> um, and you guys got taken away from your ship in a police car. I'm going to, as you guys are driving to the Location. I'm going to give you guys a moment in the vehicles that you are in to do whatever it is you need to do. Um, you've had your weapons. If, if I remember correctly, did you guys have your weapons taken away from you at location? No, they, they, because we, be, if I remember correctly, because we cooperated, they, they, for the time being, we weren't actually like apprehended. I think we were just taken with them to sort this out. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, um, you guys are not in the back of any vehicle or anything. You're just kind of, you know, uh, in a few separate vehicles together because there's in the front seat with a few of these other security officers, not locked away in like an armored car or anything. Um, and you are taken to the tier headquarters, which is about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour away. And when you guys get to the door, everyone gets out. You guys are out on the uh, parking deck and you are led into the building, in the big security office. There's big, you know, armored doors that will open. And as you walk in, one of the officers points you, says, okay, 
now that you guys are actually here, we will need to impound, or at least take some of your weapons and hold them here until you leave. And he's directing that at uh, Captain Jim. Jim's very haughty and, you know, kind of like holding himself very tall and he just kind of dismissively looks at the security guard and then pulls out his sidearm and uh, puts it in the bin. And then I nod to Cryptus. Cryptus huffs loudly. He pulls the reaction cannon off of his right shoulder and puts it in the bin. He gets the void rifle off of his other one and puts it in the bin. No, you left the void rifle on the ship. Oh, did I? Then I don't. <laughs> Just the reaction cannon into the bin. The Kestis assault gloves, he doesn't touch unless someone specifically tells him to. Passenger? Um, I would take my... Um, the semi-automatic pistol that I have holstered and give it to whomever is taking the weapons or you know, whoever's securing them. And I will not go for my staff that's on my back. I'll just leave it there um, almost as if I've forgotten that it's there. Okay. So um, another officer fully armored, fully armed and, you know, armored up. He comes up and he starts waving this uh, little metal wand around you um, to Captain Jin. Uh, Captain Jin, do you have any metallic items on you? Metallic? Yeah, I'm wearing a uniform. Well, what goes off? Is there any weapons? It's it's uh, it's probably pretty covered in like metallic threads. Maybe some ribbons or insignias of his house, the Adari, things like that. That that would all be metal, so that would all go off if it's looking for metal. And they kind of poke and prod it and ask you a few questions like, what's this? What's in it? You know, if there's anything to deal with it, they let you wear it. It's Cryptus. They come and wave you with the same wand. Does it go off? Oh, yeah, it goes off. I mean, it's going to go off on everything, but primarily it's going to go off on the armor and it will go off on the Cestus battle glove because that is a nylon weave with a like a metal plate in the weave. So it will go off on there, but it might look to them like it's part of the armor if they don't uh, figure it out. Um, I will, since you said that, I will give this particular officer a check. I'm going to say he has a plus, you know, he's, he, he does a lot of fighting, so he can probably know what a Cestus is, so I'm going to give him a plus 10 to this roll, a, uh, you know, DC of 17. He, he has to roll like a 3 or lower to fail, or 6 or lower to fail this. 23. He knows what they are. <laughs> <laughs> so he then asks you, uh, Sir Trox, uh, can you please remove these and place them in the bin? <sighs> and he, and Cryptus takes it off slowly and annoyed. Passenger, they wave you down with the wand. Um, I'm sure the thing just continually goes off, because I imagine that at least the very skeleton you have is made of some sort of metal or alloy. Am I correct in assuming so? Right. So, yeah, it's going to... I mean, the staff is a staff. It's like quarterstaff size. So they're, they, they're, they're, they're probably almost like sarcastically waving the wand over it. Uh, but, yeah, that, that thing blares. Uh, as far as I'm wearing second skin, as far as armor is concerned. So it, it, it might beep at some buckles and stuff occasionally. Um, 
got my engineering kit on me. I've got uh, uh, I've got my hacking kit on me because I didn't leave that back at the uh, the ship. Uh, and I've got a couple of healing syringes. All right, so they ask you to put the syringes in the bin and the staff. Well, what's the staff made of, first off? Is it a metal staff? It's a metal staff. Oh, yeah, they absolutely um, ask you to at least set it next to the bin because the bin, you know, it's not huge. So they, they would like to take that. And they get your names, and they put little tags on each thing, and then it's wheeled off to another room. Well, I, I do hand over the the uh, the staff, but uh, um, officer, can I not keep my medicine? Um, what do you need the medicine for? Do you need it immediately? Maybe. <laughs> what 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 kind of uh? This isn't. Look, I'm not a like officer of the law, I'm an officer of the tier, so I don't care if it's drugs, but, like, I need to know, like, what's in there. It's, 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 it's healing syringe. It's, it's, it's a healing syringe. It's, 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 it's meant to, if I take damage to, 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 to make it less damaging. He's very fragile, you know. I was hoping passenger would just start listing off chemicals. Like the, the full <laughs> chemical stream. I'll, I'll I'll have that. Uh, I'll have to have something printed up for next time. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna need a diplomacy check with a plus two from uh, Cryptus helping you. That's a sixteen on the roll. Plus two from Cryptus is eighteen. However, diplomacy for me is a negative three. So that's um. That's 15. All right. Well, the only reason this is not like a 20 difficulty class is because he's not like a cop cop. He's just a security for this company. Um, so it is a 15 on the nose. And you, uh, it was a 15 for you, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So he lets you keep the needles. Um, thank you. Um, Captain, have you been in a facility like this before? Of course. I've dealt with corpses. The last time we... When we visited that Tia Kene facility on that last planet was the first time I'd ever been on one before. They are quite audacious. They always take my stuff. I hate these places. All right, so as you guys are talking, um, they an officer comes and takes you one by one into another room. So first you see Captain Jen taken away, then Cryptus is taken, and then someone finally comes for you, uh, passenger. So we'll start with Captain Jin. Two human officers come into the room. They introduce themselves as Captain Bear and Captain Crook. And they begin to ask you what exactly happened with Wretch and everything. And for those of you wondering where Rima is, she was with you guys. She angrily surrendered weapons and went with an officer as well. 
So, Captain Jin, what do you tell the officers? <clears throat> Mind you, you're in a room with a mirror, a table, and two chairs. One officer crook is standing with his arms folded. I uh, kind of stop in the entryway to the room, and I look at the officer, and I say, as I explained over comms, we were hired to transport the Yusoki, whom we detained and brought to you, to Akaton. We quickly ascertained during the voyage that he was a member of a criminal syndicate, and that his cargo was one or more android brains that were being used to mine Mirian. I figured that being tier business, there'd be no better place to bring his cargo and this accomplice to this scheme to the tier's attention. We certainly do not want to go to Akaton. Who knows how far the criminal syndicate's reach is. That's why we are here. Officer Bear and Officer Crook look at each other and then say, well, that's exactly what we need to get recorded and put down. And we have a few other questions for you. And they kind of usher you into the room. He sighs. He's like playing up the whole noble thing. You know, very exasperated. Fine, but we do have a schedule to keep. Let's make this quick. So you sit down. Officer Crook is standing over you. And Officer Bear, like he doesn't really even like look at you. He just kind of looks at his you know, a little clipboard and pen, and he's writing. He goes, okay, um, I listened, I listened to the recording of the comms, and I just have, like, a, a question. Um, do you happen to know what criminal syndicate? He's kind of just remembering. Uh... Officer Crook kind of impatiently folds his arms and just kind of... Huffs and puffs. I believe the fiend's name was... I don't know where I put my notes. Do you want to roll uh, to remember? Straight intelligence check? Yeah. Go ahead and roll. It should be pretty easy, considering this has been on everyone's mind. Character. It's going to be a DC 7. Blue 18. Out. All right, so it's Van Cott. Yes, 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 yes. The the criminal was uh, known as Van Cott. And he just kind of looks up and he kind of goes, and then he looks down and he just writes it down. Um, so, look, we got to ask because we might have to send a report to the authorities of Avalon um, in their biological uh, species unit. Um, you brought a heavily, heavily, heavily drugged individual. Um, it's going to be several hours till we can interrogate him. Why did you drug him? On our way here, we actually found that he was stealing from our supplies and had stashed them aboard one of our lifeboats as well as a weapon he did not tell us he had when we brought him on board. That, plus a number of his other very distasteful and unhygienic and frankly disturbing personality quirks, he tried to cheat 
many of my crew uh, in various uh, games and 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 um, just I was worried about the safety of my ship and my crew. I thought it would be most prudent. Okay. Okay. Um. We and just one other question. We checked with the docking agency with O1 and uh, they reported that you had jettisoned some cargo uh, upon entry of the atmosphere. Is that true? Jettisoned cargo. I believe we had some junk on board. Um, he he like nods his head and goes, ah, oh, okay. Well, um, you may, upon return to the spaceport, have a fine from O1 for jettison cargo over the planet. I'll dock my employees' pay. Yeah, I'm sure they did that. <sighs> Foolish. Officer Crook kind of looks at you and goes, he gets right in your face, like really close, uncomfortably close as his hands are on the table. And he asks, so, did Vancott hire you to turn him in? Sir, do you have any idea who I am? Excuse me. I am of Clan Roloff. We do not associate with criminal syndicates. The suggestion is insulting. I need to contact my house's representation on board this planet immediately. What was your name? Officer Crook. And like, he's finally looking at him like he's like, finally taking it <sighs> crook indeed no we are not associates of this fan cut we were hired by his agent now officer bears like got his you know cop buddy like over his notes and he's just like trying to like can i write like please <laughs> and he starts right he's just like okay um well, that's all the questions we have for you. Uh, we think your story, we'll, we'll talk to your crew and whenever. Um, we're we're going to have to hold you here, at least until um, you said his name was, was it Wretch? Wretch, indeed. Yeah, yes, yes. We'll, we'll have to hold him here and you here until he can awake and give us a report. And then um, if everything matches up, um, we'll let you get all your gear back and leave so we can send a report to the authorities and they can handle it however they like now you must know uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the planet of Castravel but the androids uh, originated from that planet and this is when Jin starts bullshitting and he's like as per the uh, citizens of Castravel and Le Chutin Defense Act of 138, uh, any citizen of Castravel that is taken from the planet uh, against their will, it is the responsibility of the first person to free them from their bonds to bring them back to their planet. Uh, we would need to be reunited with the android who was so victimized by this criminal. Alright, so I'm going to need you to make a... You should um, make a bluff check, a single bluff check, but there's actually that one check is going to count for two different DCs because you're talking to two different people. Okay. And one is going to be a lot easier and one's going to be way harder. So. Ooh, uh, I have a 
question. Where's my character sheet? So my theme being a noble scion, it does have a uh, like a knowledge thing going on, saying like you reduce the DC of culture checks regarding personalities, etiquette, uh, powerful families, etc., etc., etc. That's what I got a plus one to bluff. And would you say that that might apply, reducing the DC, or just do the bluff? Well, it's already given you a bonus, isn't it? Yeah, plus one to bluff. Yeah, we can. Okay, so that's a 22. Yes. All right. So with what you said, Officer Bear kind of looks and goes, well, yeah, I mean, I don't see the problem. And immediately Officer Crook interjects. He goes, we didn't sign any treaty. We are the tier, not a country. We will let the authorities deal with it once we file our full report with them. And Officer Bear just kind of looks up and goes, whatever. He seems kind of tired. I, I pull up um, my data pad and I'm, I'm typing in my data pad and he says, Officers Crook and Bear of the Tier Kene have taken full responsibility. I oh, am that is B-A-R-E. Officer Bear, not, not B-E-A-R. Just so we're correct. Thank you, Officer Bear. Well, I believe that about settles things. Yes, uh, since we'll have to hold you and your crew here till Wretch wakes up, um, we'll, we'll give you some... I mean, you'll you'll have the key to it, but we're going to give you a room. It, it's got bars, but it's you'll have the key, so I hope it's not, like, horrible. And they it's lead fine. you over to... You know, it's pretty comfortable. I mean, it's the tears little like holding cell, but they close the door and they put the key through the bars like I right, enjoy and you have like a little bed and like a toilet and stuff. All right. Passenger, you hear a knock at your door and you are in a room just as similar as the last one. Chair, table, mirror. Quick question. Where okay. was I? Is this time? Is this ha is this a simultaneous interrogation, or was I like in a waiting room? Uh, no, you were in a room just like this during everything with Captain Jim. The door opens. Two gentlemen introduce themselves as officer as Officer Bear and Officer Crook, and they ask you the same question. So, why did you guys come here and give us this man, this Yusoki? And tell us the story, like what happened, what was with the comms. Tell us your perspective. Well, I'm the science officer on our ship. Um, my day-to-day -day involves ensuring that no screw is out of place and that everything works as intended. Um, many of these details don't come through me necessarily, but Captain Jin is very open. We were... Uh, you might say we were down on our luck. We uh, happened upon a job on Castrovel that um, was a decent payout. And as you know, Castrovel is in the Civil War, so an opportunity to leave the planet was <laughs> quite welcome, if, if, if I might say. Um, uh, we departed um, oh, after 
wretch boarded. His stench was awful. Just absolutely, absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, he bought. I bought him clothes. He put the wrong shoes. On. It was. Hmm. Listen, when you want to make sure that he's, we uh, be very cautious with him. He'll. he'll he, I found him with two left shoes. Uh, it, it's very disconcerting. You'll want to make sure that he's clean and bathed. Um, you, he'll have your whole facility stinking in no time. Um, and in fact, it probably already smells. I'd highly encourage janitorial services come through shortly thereafter. Um, if not while he's there, I gave him a pretty strong sedative, so he'll probably sleep right through the whole cleaning. You could give him a sort of Wizard of Oz treatment, like they did the lion. Um, he'd probably benefit immensely from it. Um, oh, anyways, we're on our way to to uh, Akitan. Um, when we started noticing some anomalies on the ship, that led us to investigating. Uh, in, in our investigation... Uh, we determined that Wretch was as villainous as he was vile. Um, we began a ruse where we changed course, but uh, obfuscated that information from him so that he wouldn't know it. Um, we discovered that he was hoarding supplies and a weapon in our escape pod, which we assume he was going to use in a escape. Uh, but not from, you know, catastrophe, but from us. Um, the, um, but anyways, as we arrive here, we, as we started to make our approach, we, um, I concocted a, uh, yeah, a little dose of tranquilizer so that he wouldn't put up a fight when he realized we were not at Akaton. Like I said, we had hidden that information from him that we had changed course. Um, and then we radioed you all, and here we are. They both look at you with wide eyes. <laughs> they look at each other, and Officer Crook goes, Well, we're done here. Thank you. <laughs> we'll give you a room, because we got to hold you until Wretch wakes up to corroborate his story. And they Would leave. you like me to wake him? Do you have a science lab? No, we, we will allow the drugs to exit his system naturally. I'm sure it wouldn't be too difficult. Is there any uh, DM? Uh, is there anything out of place in this room? Um, make a perception check, and also make a diplomacy if for you're trying to convince them to let you see wretch. All right, perception first. Oh, seven total. Uh, it looks like an interrogation room. Uh, okay, so diplomacy. Uh, that is an 18, but I believe we just discovered I have a negative 3, so that is a 15 again. Uh, of course, uh, Officer Bear just kind of goes, well, I think, and then Officer Crook interjects, no, he might try to drug him further and kill him. We don't know these people. We just have their stories. We're just trying to corroborate. Isn't that right, Officer Bear? And Officer Bear kind of goes, oh, well, I guess that would make sense. But, okay. <laughs> is is Officer Bear a big person? No, well, he's, he's kind of chubby. Would you he's describe not, him as burly? 
like strong burly or like chubby burly like husky strong husky oh no no he he's like flabby flabby burly all right never mind <laughs> <laughs> all right so they get they pick they bring you out and uh they take you over to another empty cell and they say hey here's the key just stay here um the doors are locked out front and we have security so please don't try and leave um just stay here until you gave me a key to the door you're in you can walk around the facility just don't leave the facility oh right naturally you're not a prisoner here you're just being detained at the facility we're not going to stop immediately like while he's talking i just open the door and just leave it open and go sit down okay and they close it and they leave i get back up and open it again It's clean. The The room is at least clean. If it doesn't, I mean, it looks like a prisoner cell, but it's clean and nice. Cryptus, you have a knock at the door. Cryptus does not respond. Same room, set up everything. The door opens. They introduce themselves as Officer Bear and Officer Crook. And they ask you the same question. Sir, what is your story with uh, the captain and his crew and this Mr. Wretch? What is your perspective? <sighs> this is the boring part. Captain says I'm not allowed to talk to policemen anymore. I'm Chief Engineer Cryptus of the Jolin. I can't say anything till the captain gives me vocal approval. Officer Crook kind of chuckles and he goes, You know, we're, we're security forces, not actual cops, right? Captain says there isn't a difference. I'm not allowed to talk to anybody. Okay, well, we're not here to beat it out of you, so come with us. They take you to a room that's a cell, ask you to enter. They close the door. You don't enter? No, I enter. They close the door and they lock it behind you. (laughs) Go. All right, so does anybody do anything in the next eight hours. Um, if, if I meander out of this cell and not leave the, I guess the area, can I, can I find like, are, like, are we in the same hallway? Like, did I see Cryptus get brought in or are we in just like completely different areas? Uh, do you walk around and take a look? Yeah, I'll, I'll walk around and not leave any area that they said not to leave. Like, okay. same. as, as you walk around, you see captain Jin. And in the same hallway and there's like there's like several doors in this one hallway and on the other side of the hallway is like glass to like you know an office area where you see a bunch of people working at computers and stuff like that okay cool I was gonna ask about other people too okay what about like cameras oh every definitely one in this room okay gotcha they're everywhere pretty much it's if you're trying to find a blind spot let me know and I'll tell you if there is one captain I told them everything. As you approach, I'm like, crewman passenger. That is good. We are here to do honest and truthful business with the tier, as my family has always done. Um, He's speaking like a little bit louder than normal, and he's speaking like for an android. You're probably sitting there thinking he is about 78% more formal than usual right now. And then I slightly wink 
at you, Pastor. Captain. Give me a moment. Let me do a medical check of you. <laughs> just start like just just checking you to make sure like I'll start like like I'll pull out my PCU and like shine a little flashlight into your eye. Employee, this is not the time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm on my data pad just looking at like the news feed for Auto Matrix, the city, just like if anything's popping up interesting. Anything related to you guys is what you're asking? No, just the like top news stories. What's going on in the Auto Matrix? Well, since it's more of a machine world, it's it's very not, um, you know, dramatized. It's very much just like server status of each building, just good, green, green, yellow, red. And like, it's just everything is like listed very much like a computer would want the information as opposed to like an actual news channel um, that is just like today is like the most dramatic story we can tell. Very, very boring to sift through. I would like to roll perception to see if I heard the captain being formal outside with passenger. Just don't roll a one. Eight. Okay. Yes, you heard them out there through the bar. So Cryptus will get up very excitedly and, and come to the very edge of the door. I didn't tell him nothing, Captain. Just like you said. Oh, I, I motion a passenger to walk over to Cryptus. And I say, Cryptus, leave that. Leave that room. Let's stand outside. We've done nothing wrong. I think they locked me in, Captain. No one can see Captain's, uh, Jin's, like, expression. He realizes that. He's like, damn, no one can see me acting. He pulls out his, hit the key that they had given him, and he tries it on the door. It doesn't work. Um, passenger, try your key. Passenger goes to the lock and just pulls out his little hacking kit and starts going to work on it. The rolls passenger. Your key. I like one one of my lower arms goes out and kind of stops that. I, I, I swipe my key. Your key doesn't work. It works on your door. I I I I, uh, I mean he's done nothing wrong, as you said, Captain. I whisper. Follow my lead. I look up and down the hallway to see if there's like a, a guard post or like a clerk or someone at a desk somewhere that I can go be a complete Karen to. Um, you do see a clerk. It is a uh, anasite just kind of working at a computer. Very bug looking. Um, I, I, you do see like people and like other androids and anasites leaving and like lights are being turned off as it is getting kind of late. And um, you see a few guards walking in saying, oh, we'll, we'll watch the three. And that's about it I, at their area. I wave to the to the guards walk in and I loudly like project out to them. Excuse me. Why is my armsman in this cell locked up like a criminal? Uh, you walk up to, I guess, the uh, female human and she kind of just pulls out a data pad, looks it up and says uh, he was uncooperative. He is my armsman. He's here for my protection. 
Well, we can arrange to have you both in the same cell. What is your name? <laughs> Officer Dandy. Pull up my data pad. <laughs> Officer Dandy threatened to incarcerate me without me having done anything here. Just compiling records for my family's representation. Do you have anything to add, Officer? Um, no. He turns around and he walks back and says, damn, that didn't work. All right, uh, there is still the plan B, Captain. Nah, not with Dandy here watching us. Let's just play their game for a while. Like, back to them. Just kind of, like, huddled up at the door. Let's play their game. How much of a dose did you give, Wretch? I believe it was enough to knock out a small family of trucks. From from the locked door, you're so he's dead. You, you know what a Yuzoki is, right, Passenger? <laughs> Yay ho yay time. Well I didn't think I didn't think we'd be in this position so quickly. I figured if I gave him enough, he'd sleep right through the bath. Great, we're gonna be here a while. As you see the uh, office area empty out, um it gets to Unless you guys want to do anything. Um, it gets to be about 1 a.m., 2 a.m.-ish. And, uh, and is anybody sleeping? Sure. Griff, Griff just eventually takes a nap in his cell. God. <laughs> do these do these cells have, like, actual bars? They're not full bars. It's, like, mostly, a like, a metal door with, like, a little window with the bars in it that you can open and shut a little flap to, like, look out. No, I just go sit down and wait. All right, since you're awake, you see Officer Crook come back at about 1.39 and 28 seconds into the room, because you're an android. And <clears throat> he dismisses Officer Dandy, and he has two, like, floating, like, security bots with him that look like anasites in a way. And he walks up, he sees you, and he walks up, and he says, all right, you need to come with me. And I need to get these other two. And he unlocks the door to Cryptus's cell, opens it. And he says, you three need to come with me right now. Oh, am I still it? Oh, I'm still it. Uh, what are we doing? I'm awake. Why? Sense motive. Go ahead and sense motive. Yeah, same. Do I, am I helping or am I just doing my own role? Whatever you want to do. 14. 16 minus 1, 15. Yahtzee. <laughs> he seems panicked a little bit, and he says, Look, there were four of you. Where's your first officer? The act instantly drops from Jin. Like, he was thinking, all right, it's time to act like in Karen again, but he's like, oh, shit. Explain. I don't know where your first officer is, and I don't know where that black box is. She is gone. I need you to come with me now. Let's go. 
All right, and he the he and the two security bots, he leads you down a few hallways, a few flights of stairs, and into basically a motor pool. And he opens up one of the armored cars and he opens up the back door and he says, hey, get in. Uh, we're going to we're going to go try and track her down. I move around to the uh, front seat, the passenger front passenger seat. Very well. Trox, Android, get in. I climb in. I, I climb in. Is, is this like a sedan or like an SUV? Like how big is this thing? This thing is an armored vehicle, like a big, like imagine the size of like a armored okay. money, is it, truck or something. Is it just the four of us? And the two security bots. And the two security bots. So the two security bots are on us? They're right next to him. And so close enough to you, yes. Okay, I mean, I get in. What do we see in the interior of this vehicle? Well, what Cryptus and Passenger see is basically an empty armored car with like a small little slit to the front seat and um, two bots that get in and kind of like attach themselves to the top and then the door shuts and latches. And what you see is basically, you know, the armored cars uh, controls, you know, it's, it's not it's not a wheel so it's got you know it floats it kind of hovers and kind of and it's got controls to do that and you're sitting in the passenger seat and it's very very military not a whole lot of like bells and whistles just kind of you know the bare minimum a few vents for ac heating it looks like it can pressurize itself so it can go out into areas that don't exactly have you know oxygen I'm going to start talking with the officer, but I'm looking around to see if there are any data ports that I could plug one of my PCUs or my data pad into with the best chance of avoiding detection of doing that uh, stealthily. Okay. Uh, Roll perception. He begins to drive away when leaves the leaves the uh, motor pool and is driving through the city. Seven. A seven. Um, you do notice a port, but it's right next to his like flight controls, like right, like uh, like if you are hand on a steering wheel, it's like right next to it. Um, with from where I'm sitting, I want to take out my my PCU and start playing with the on screen. Um, I want to cast the spell Remote Operation. On what? Mm, let me read the spell. Hold on. Let me. Hold, uh, I, I I want to say on the guard's data pad, um, but I need the. Let me see if I need to see it. I think I need to be able to see it. Okay. You can read it aloud to us, so we can all know if you want to. Um, I can't find it, so I'm just going to say on the security bot. Okay, so what does it do? All right, so it says a holographic duplicate of the target's controls appear. So let's see. One operatable technological device no larger than a vehicle that is not a starship. So it doesn't say I have to see it, for starters. just needs to be within a range of 60 feet. So I am going to go for that data pad. Um, and I'm going to, it, it, I'll create a duplicate of its controls on top of my data pad. 
Let's see here. As part of concentrating on the spell, you can use these hollow controls to operate the target as if you were able to touch its actual controls. The spell ends if the target moves out of range. Okay. So it does it have like a DC needed to get to a specific data pad? Um, it says casting time, one standard action, range 60 feet, target one operatable technological device, no larger than a vehicle. Uh, it's concentration, saving throw, none, spell resistance, yes. Okay, so I, it's you're probably just targeting as PCU, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's actually pretty easy. It shouldn't be a high DC, but go ahead and roll to like. Does it does it get a save or anything? It's a saving throw, none. Oh, so it just happens. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, I've never used it before. That's kind of so what it sounds like it to me. On the transport, right? I could even do it on the transport, yeah. But I don't. I'm, I'm kind of looking for data, not. Uh, I don't know if the transport's well, going to have data. Well, I'll read the uh, spell later, but for now, we're going to go ahead just from what you read. It sounds like it just works. So I'm going to go with that. So you get his information. You have access basically to his PCU. I'm going to just immediately start doing a, like a duplicate download copy of whatever his stuff is into my device. I um, It doesn't keep- explode into gremlins. <laughs> okay, but it does start to download. It's going to take, you know, anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. In the front seat, one of my PCUs that's like in my pocket, you know, I slightly turn the recording on. And I say, so tell me again, Officer, why did you drag us out of that building? And what do you know about the last location of my first officer? Well, your first officer was supposed to be in her cell on a different floor, but she is not there. When did you become alert to this? Why are there no other security guards involved? That's a very good question. I was the one called. It was I was on call for tonight. Um, but she's she's definitely not there, and she took your little, uh, I guess, android brain. She took it. It's my understanding, yes. Who told you this? Uh, I got a call from Officer Bear. He told me to bring it. Why was Officer Bear on duty if you weren't, if you were both on duty earlier in the day? I was on call tonight. He got a call from his boss, and he called me. Mm. This is all very highly irregular, but we'll get to the bottom of this, I'm sure. Because you're a master of what our operation is to be regularly? Is that what you're telling me, Captain? You've only just gotten here. I've dealt with the tier before. Some time passes. As the download is happening, am I able to, like, read anything off the screen? Like, am I able to... What do you want to read specifically? I'm looking for any information about what is going on here the absence of information would also be a clue okay um i can make an investigation is investigation a thing yeah well do a computer's check or an investigation okay. check it's up to you i'll let that be your decision mm, okay actually investigation is not a thing that I see on my sheet, but I'll just do computers. 
Uh, that is a 15 plus 7. All right. So that uh, would be so, a 22. Yeah, 22. On a PCU that you have access to that had no defenses on it hacking-wise, so it just happens. Um, you decide to just look up messages, phone calls even. Um, he has not received a phone call in two days. Um, and he has like a whole bunch of messages. Um, you start reading a few. It looks like he has like several girlfriends. It looks like um, he has a number, like a, like, a, like a code, like not like a phone number, but it's used like a contact information code um, that you kind of recognize. Um, do an intelligence, like just straight intelligence to see if you remember it. Oh, natural one. Um, you have no idea what this is. Never mind. You, you, you feel silly. It was deja vu. So you said it was an open window. So they heard the conversation between me and what's his name? If you guys were loud enough. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, gonna, I was speaking loudly. I'm going to shoot the captain and Cryptus a text message that says he hasn't gotten any phone calls or any text messages. Also, he has lots of potentially unsavory things on here. This guy might be crooked. I will text back. Cause some drama. Send something scandalous to four or five of those questionable relationships and then I want to stop my recording and send a copy of it back to the security office, the tier securities, like the number I had called before or whatever. Okay. You do that. I take a screenshot of every scandalous conversation he's having between his mistresses that clearly don't know about each other from the context of the texts I'm reading and start sending them each copies of all the different screenshots. You do that, and it, there's a lot of things you didn't want to see. <laughs> from multiple different aliens. Um, and immediately it starts getting a ton of messages. Just boom, 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 boom. Rapid fire. Um, Captain Jin, you see him pull out his PCU as you guys are driving, and he just kind of looks confused, and then he sets it, sets it aside and, like, brushes it off like everything all right officer uh we'll cross that bridge when we get there per, per, oh we're crossing a bridge per, per, where exactly are we going and i pull up my phone i'm looking at a map uh you guys have actually left the megaplex and are going out into like just open road uh i shoot a message to cryptus and well to both of them to, to cryptus and to jen i'm like Cryptus, you may need to start smashing stuff. Without hesitation, Cryptus grabs the fire extinguisher that he noted his hat on him, and he swings at the driver's head. It hits the wall between you and... Oh, there's the wall. The armored Damn wall. Damn it, I forgot about that. There wall. were security drones there, though. Yeah, there were security drones in the back. So I'll swing at one of the security drones instead. I forgot there was a wall there. So I'll swing at the security drones right next to me make an attack i think it's safe to say we'll ambush this guy like i'll i'll make a move make an attack and against the officer well hold on 
we're going to go ahead and say that this is a surprise round triggered by passenger. Okay. So passenger, you're going to say you're going to give them the two free attacks. So Captain Jin and Cryptus will get to do whatever the, get the whole round of action, and then we'll roll initiative. Twenty-three to hit. Uh, that will hit. All right. I don't think there are stats for fire extinguishers. <laughs> it's gonna. You're gonna have to use it as like a uh, strength weapon. Uh, so just um. Yeah, a D four plus your strength is what I'm gonna rule it. So six bludgeoning damage. So you, you, you uh, take the fire extinguisher and it like a dense and pops from the pressure and explodes all inside <laughs> the uh, area. Did you deal, what did you say, six damage? Yep. All right. So just need to mark its health. And um, Captain Jin, what are you doing? So I've got four arms. So that's what I'm working with here. Uh, two arms are going to go to disengage whatever like seat belt or restraints he's got going on because I'm definitely, uh, you know, I've got definitely got my seatbelt on, or whatever the equivalent is. And the other two arms are going to the controls and you're going to try to like yank the wheel or whatever, like yank the stick or whatever to uh, try and veer us off course. All right. So I'm going to need a, oh gosh, what is that? I have no idea. It's definitely a called shot, but I just want to know if there's a like a skill check we can use instead. All right, I'm going to have you do two checks. One, I'm going to you're going to do slide a hand to undo his belt, and then second, you're going to do a oh gosh, what was it? Acrobatics to keep the vehicle straight or to park it. All right, you successfully just you reach over with the, your lower left and like just click it uh, comes undone and then you reach over and grab the wheel. What do you do? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm not trying to park it. I'm trying to crash us. OK, <laughs> so like just veer us quick as, as fast as possible to like maybe flip us or if there's an obstacle or something. OK, so actually, um, if that's what you're going to do, do a uh, contested strength roll against the officer to see who can hold on to the wheel. Okay. He rolled a 14. I rolled a 14. You guys don't move. You keep going straight. And uh, roll for initiative, everybody. Passenger, did, didn't he get to do anything? This he initiated the round. His action was okay. saying, hey, we need to attack now. All right, what's the initiative modifier? Dex plus miscellaneous. All right, so plus four. All right, so Jin got a nine. Cryptus, I, I rolled an eight. Well, I rolled a nine. 
but minus one, so eight. Passenger? I rolled a ten, but minus one, so nine. <laughs> oh, no. Party um, wipe in the back of a car covered in <laughs> fire extinguisher. <laughs> so they all three get to go before you. Um, so Officer Crook immediately, like, points you down and, like, slams and, like, hits the autopilot to land. Um, that will be his action. Um, the guard, or excuse me, the uh, security bot that was hit um, will draw, like, it'll, its hand will, like, flip around and then like it reveals that it has a uh, pulse caster pistol and it will go to shoot you trucks cryptus let's see so, so it's gonna it's gonna try and use a slam attack instead actually because that would actually make more sense and it will trigger a reaction from you what was your question uh the fire extinguisher has filled the cabin of the vehicle. Does that affect anyone's sight? It absolutely can. Um, you know, but it can probably still see through with thermal, with its thermal vision and everything. And plus your melee, so. Let me see if it's got any other things no it looks like it can uh be considered partially concealed i think that's a roll with d100 and that's a 25 percent chance but i'm gonna go ahead and say we're just going to attack cryptus what's its role keep looking at this plastic natural one cryptus um you grab the pistol and it the arm it's in at least You'll be able to do something with that on your turn. But you have it firmly in its hand, you grab it, you push it up, and it fires into the rooftop. And then the other one goes. It goes to slam a uh, passenger. So it will also roll. Double natural ones. Um passenger it looks uh it, it misses you entirely and with its with its attack and you can also grab it if you like to get control of it are you guys seeing my rolls because they're both natural ones yep we okay. saw it <laughs> um I, i'm not going to grab it i'm just going to kind of bob and weave out of the way yeah very easily and it looks like it got it hit the, the uh, armored car so hard that it's actually stuck in the wall a little bit. Um, let's see. It stopped. And Jin and Passenger, at the same time, you are in a stopped vehicle. Um, I'm going to cast a first level... Sp no, excuse me, a, can a, a, a cantrip. I uh, think they call them zeroth level spells. I'm going to cast a spell Daze on the driver. What does that do? All right. For starters, let's see. It's an enchantment. Uh, it's going to be, they got to be within 25 feet. They've got to be a humanoid creature of CR3 or lower. Um, it lasts for one round. Uh, saving throw, a will save will negate it. 
uh, and it does have spell resistance. The spell short circuits the mind of a humanoid creature with a CR of three or lower so that it is dazed, so unable to take actions, but taking no penalty to AC. Humanoids of CR four or higher are not affected after a creature has been dazed with a spell it is immune to it for one minute. And I'm trying to grapple him. He gets a will save, right? Yes, a will save. He rolled an 18. Does that beat him? Um, one second. I'm looking on my sheet where spells stuff is kept. Um, oh, no. Uh, hold on. Here we go. Spellcasting. Spell save DC is 12 plus the spell level. So that would be 12. 12. Yeah, he absolutely beats it. So is there... Is there any effects if he successes? Success? No. no. It's just unaffected. Gotcha. Jin. What did he roll? What was his? 18. Oof. All right. So I'm going to attempt a grapple. I'm not entirely sure how to do that. I've been trying to look it up. I will pull out the book. grappled if you successfully grapple him you cannot move or he cannot move or take two-handed actions he takes a penalty of negative two to his ac most attack rolls reflex saves initiative checks and dex based skill and ability checks and you cannot make attacks of opportunity so basically you can grapple him and you'll you'll lower his ac okay yeah i definitely want to two-handed attacks i definitely want to attempt to do that Roll to hit. I'm just not sure what to roll. What do I roll? Acrobatics? It would be a contested strength roll. I would most... It would probably be uh, athletics. Athletics? Okay. And I'll do it against his reflex to try and get out of your grapple. His 22 against your 14. Okay, is that all I can do on my turn? Uh, that is your, I would say that is your standard action. You still have a movement action and a swift action. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to do, so I think that'll be it. All right, Cryptus, I believe you were the last one up. So I'm not sure it uh, it's totally wise to, to make an attempt on this, but I'm going to attempt a combat maneuver, I'm going to attempt to disarm. You knock an item that a target is holding out of the target's hand and onto the ground. If you have a free hand, you can automatically grab the item with your hand before it falls. All right, well, you already have a good, like, as per its natural one, you already pretty much have that right there. Um, so it's this. I'm just going to go ahead and say you're able to disarm it without a roll because of its natural one. Thank um, goodness. Yes. Because the roll is really hard normally. Normally it's kinetic armor class plus eight is what yeah, I would no, have I'm, to I'm going to go ahead and say you beat that just because of its natural one. So you yank on it and you actually rip the arm out and you're able to use your other hand to grab the pistol. 
Okay, and I think that's all. I, I can't really move anywhere. I'm covered in fire extinguisher and robot, so... Um, just roll a d6 for damage. <laughs> because of its natural one. A two. Nice. It is still alive. And we come back to the camp. Uh, to uh, Officer uh, Crook. He opens the door and rolls out. Uh-oh. And he moves out of the vehicle. He draws his pistol and he goes to aim at Captain Jin and he takes how many shots? He takes two shots and yeah. Twenty-three and a nineteen, do they hit? Yeah, they both hit. Alright, so You take six damage as you hear, and it gets you. Hits you right in the shoulder. Akala, passenger, get us out of here. All right, and um, then it goes to the wounded uh, security robot. You hear it beep a little bit, and the top of the um, vehicle opens up and then you hear the thing shut down entirely um if you guys want to use the battle mat we can if not we do not have to because they both will fly out and out on both sides of the vehicle the do either of them get like opportunity attacks or something against them they will absolutely but i just wanted to ask if you guys wanted to use the um battle mat it'll help to have a little bit of a visual reference but it's not the end of the world all right, well, one goes left, one goes right. Um, go ahead and take your attacks of opportunity if you are in melee range of the either of them, which you should have been because you're in a tiny car. So it doesn't say when I'm allowed to do this, but Trox have a racial ability frenzy. Once per day when a significant enemy causes an ally to take hit point damage, I can fly into a frenzy, which is plus two to melee, minus two to AC for one minute. When Captain Jin gets hit, would that have sent me into frenzy? It can, I'm going to allow you to do that. I don't particularly like the it's a significant enemy or not rule because then I'm just it's just up to me to decide whether or not you can use your own stuff. I'm going to leave that up to you. So, yes. Okay. So I will I will frenzy upon hearing the captain being injured and swing at this guy with the pistol just to slam him. So, uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. Oh, another six for damage. You actually break off one of the cameras when you slam it, and it looks like it's actually, you know, having a rough time flying up through the opened uh, canopy and it flies away. Passenger, do you take your attack of opportunity? Yeah. Can, um, I, I will note that you can take it against either one since you were basically all within melee range of everybody. I'm trying to see if it uh, looks like um, 
looks like attack of opportunity is just a basic melee attack. Uh, doesn't look like I can do like a grapple attempt or anything. So, uh, or let's see, why not? Yeah, I'll I'll try and uh, attack this thing uh, with my bare hands. Um, I don't have what is it one d four or is it just one damage? Like, how, what's the ruling on bare hands? I don't have bare hands written down. Uh, I'll say uh, just a strength modifier for now. Cool, 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 cool. Minimum one. That's a 17. Is that a, do I add my dex or my strength? <laughs> uh, it's probably strength. Uh, it's a 17 minus three. So 15, no, not 15 again, 14. If it was, if your fists were an energy weapon, it would have hit, but he does have a kinetic and kinetic armor class of 15. So you yeah. just kind of, <laughs> you just kind of hurt your knuckles against the side of it. It's made. Of, it's it's made of metal. <laughs> it still hurts. All right. So that they take that and they will. Let's see. They all they did was move, I guess. And the one just uh, opened the canopy, so the other one still has an action. It will. Um... Oh, okay, that's cool. You hear a funk noise and a little ball with a red blinking light and a, and a little beeping noise falls into the canopy and goes and just sticks to the wall and it's beeping um i'm gonna need cryptus and passenger to make a reflex save Sixteen. Ten. All right. Oh, that's what I need to do. Uh, you needed to beat a 24 or... Excuse me, no. They needed to beat your armor class. Does a 24 beat your armor class? Yes. All right. All right. So, a... Uh, sticky mucus explodes out of this thing and it sort of like locks and glues you to the walls you are stuck in place for two rounds oof so um this is one of those rounds and Jin and passenger go ahead I will dive into the driver's seat grabbing the phone that he put down on the console and pocketing it with one of my arms and I'm going to turn off the autopilot and drive us out of here. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, duh. I know what that is. Make a piloting check so you can make sure you can turn that on with an action. You're, you're good at this, right, Captain? Right? 26. 26 will do it you flip that thing on and you slam the gas and like you're trying to like hold up <laughs> and 
Um, so you hit it so hard, the guys in the uh, back with the canopy open would have fallen out or had to make a reflex save, but they're glued to the wall at the moment. Um, so they're fine. <laughs> um, I want which so there are two drones on the map. One went left, one went right. Which one was the most hurt? Uh, Captain Jin didn't see who was hurt, but okay. So it's the well, arm, well before, but, before but you say anything else, would. before you say anything else, I slew us to the right. Like I kind of drift us around to like do a full uh, U-turn and I gun it and I gun it wanting to slam into uh, that drone. The one we're facing? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to have you um, do a piloting check against its reflex save. And that is a plus one. I have a. Uh, he rolled a seven. I have a. F well, I mean, as long as I don't roll a one, I've, I've got this. Um, but I just want to mention I have a feat called Uncanny Pilot. When you attack while you're driving a vehicle, have the penalty to attack roll uh, plus two to evade or trick pilot actions in a chase. But I guess that's more referring to like if I. I you know, fire a gun out the window or something? Yes. That's not like attacking with. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. 12. All right, so you will hit him. Um, I need you to make a reflex save now. Nat 20. Natural 20. Okay. Well, you... Right before you hit him, you angle it to where you actually slide the ship sideways and you hit it with the broadside of the uh, vehicle. Um, I'm that's I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, roll a d20 of damage for of crush damage against this thing. Twelve. Twelve. You hear it crunch against the side. Um, Jin, passenger. No, excuse me. Uh, passenger and Cryptus. You guys hear this loud metallic crunch as it is and it kind of pops and electrical sparks as it dies. And uh, if you want to take a look out the window, you see Officer Crook looking for his PCU. Real fast. So since our initiatives are at the same time, so. As the captain shunts us through into this uh, into this drift, I'm gonna kind of crane my neck and kind of peek out the window and see this 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 officer crook. And I'm just gonna because I don't see anything in here about somatic components. I'm gonna spend a first level spell slot and release magic missile mid drift and send both of the blasts headed right towards that officer. Alright, I don't know if they work the exact same as D&D's uh, magic missiles. Slightly please... different. Okay, um, so please tell me how they work. They are, you fire two missiles of magic energy and they strike a target unerringly. They deal 1d4 plus 1 force damage. So, no, it's basically the same. It's just two bolts instead of three. Roll damage. First one is a 
four, so that's five. The second one is a two, so that's three. So eight damage. Minus eight. You see both of them slam into him as he's looking for his um, PCU, and you see him drop to a knee and look up a little terrified and a little pissed off. Cryptus, what you up to? Cryptus is covered in fire extinguisher liquid and with sticky glue. <laughs> You've been tarred and feathered. Uh, <laughs> at, at some point, I will unstick and I will just... Even Cryptus is a little grossed out by, by all the stuff covering his chitin and his armor. Well, you will... You and a passenger both will uh, be able to move at the end of your next turn, so. Anything you want to try and do, throw, yell, So, where was my pulse caster pointing when I got glued? You can still move your arms, you're just stuck in place. I I doubt I can see anything, though, so I'm just gonna... I'm not a good shot. I'm good at punching things, so I'm just gonna sit there pouting about being stuck to the wall. (laughs) Okay. All right, um, that brings us back to um, Officer Crook, and he will attempt to shoot Captain Jin through the window. Um, this will count as partial cover, so he will just use that. So he gets a plus nine. Does a 25 hit? Yeah. Okay, so now he rolls the 100. If he rolls a 25 or lower, he will hit. It's my understanding. Also, you're a moving target, so even if that's not correct, that's about where I want the one in four chance, essentially. Any chance the window is armored enough to resist this shot? Because he's facing the part of the door, uh, vehicle that... Um, yeah, it might just resist the shot entirely. But let's see if he would he, if he would have hit hit you. Sir. So you see a pulse caster shot hit you square in the uh, window, right where your head was. I would like to make a rude Kasathan gesture with my two arms on that side. <laughs> you do. And it's time for the uh, other bot. You hear another loud thunk. And it's aiming for the vehicle. Ooh, hold on. So it does hit, but, you know, because it's an armored vehicle, it it has a lot of damage reduction. Um, And it's another sticky grenade so it doesn't do any damage but the outside of the vehicle is covered in this sticky glue for four rounds um it doesn't seem to have any effect on you captain jen and passenger go ahead guys i'm getting us out of here and i'm getting it back under control and going full speed back towards the Megaplex. So you guys just disengage and uh, you look back and you see Officer Crook 
giving you a rude gesture. Well, one second, one second, one second. Uh, yeah, there's no way we would have cleared 100 feet. I'm going to release two more magic missiles. Do it. This is my third and final first level spell slot. That's a three plus one, so four. That's a two plus one, so three. So seven. Four and three, seven. All right. Um, as your magic missiles hit, he does his rude gesture and hits him square in the hand, and the X one hits him square in the face, knocking him on, on his back. He doesn't seem to get back up. Cryptus? Cryptus sees that their rude gestures flying around and still like sticky to the walls, does some with his four different hands. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, passenger. Was there anything else you want to do with your turn? You were still sticky. Well, I was going to say, at the end of this turn, we'd be unsticky, right? Correct. Uh, I would probably just shout up to the captain, uh, Captain, I still have those med pins. <laughs> I I think I'm fine. I, I've got a lot of singed metals on my uniform. I it hits stamina and that recovers. So I don't think I was like shot. Shot. I don't know how to play that off like roleplay wise. I, I I I think I kind of view just stamina as like you got hit, it hurt, or it hit your armor and you're fine, but it has to count towards something. So you're 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 not even really hurt. hurt. Okay. Is it kind of yeah, like I you, think I'm like, well, oh, sorry, but but I when 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 you always hear people getting like shot in the armor, like body armor, it, it knocks the wind out of you. Like you're 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 in a bad state. It's just you're not dead. So, um, though with the pulse caster specifically, it's basically like a taser, like a shot taser. So it's like a non-lethal electrical. It is a shot. non-lethal weapon. Yep. Just it hurt. It hurt pretty bad, but I'm I think I'm good. Um. Are the bars big enough to pass the PCU back oh, through? Yeah. yeah. Passenger, I've got his phone. Lock this thing down. Make sure you copy everything that's on it. Already done. Perfect. And then I then I don't pass it. I put it in my pocket. I'm like, all right, we're heading back to the tier. That's how I knew we should probably attack him. <laughs> oh, I just went with it. I trusted you. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Captain. I thought you just said he had... Ah, never mind. Doesn't matter now. We know he's criminal. We gotta find out what happened to Rima. Let's go. Captain, can I get a replacement firing extinguisher? (laughs) Absolutely. Let's get back to the ship. Hey. (laughs) You're about to say something. Good going, guys. Well done. So, uh, was that legit? Like what? What do I mean? Y'all said attack, and I attack. But uh, why did we just do that? Yeah, passenger, what'd you find? So, for starters, <clears throat> Captain, he had told you that he had received some sort of on-call alert. Um, but right from Officer Beer, the other one. Yes, but there's no evidence of that on his personal device. Um, he hasn't received phone call in days. Um. Beyond that, no text messages either. There was this strange one that I thought was something, but then I was like, nah, that's just deja vu. And so I ignored it. 
but uh, that one was there. Um, and also, look at where we are. We we're just we're just randomly going after Rima in the middle of nowhere outside of Abalon. None none of this makes sense. Yeah, I was I was suspicious, um, but I didn't know for sure. That was a good call. And I'm pulling out the phone as he said, like he was looking at things. So now I'm now I'm looking at uh, Crook's phone and uh, I'm trying to find whatever he said was suspicious or whatever. How many text messages check. has he received? Make a piloting check. Oh, I'm clapping for you right now. <laughs> nice. I fly starships, sir. I can text and drive. Yeah, starships in a place <laughs> where you know it's open space. You you uh, you 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 notice that you're about to go into the ground when you pull back up. <laughs> Don't text. Um, but I, I would like to. Oh yeah, we do not condone that here. Um, I would like to make a history check on that number as well, if that's cool. Um, it looks like. Wretch's number. Passenger, um, this is uh, Wretch's number. I thought it seemed familiar. Can we think of a way to figure out where this number is right now if Wretch isn't at that building? One second, let me think. As he's thinking, I'm typing a text message. Uh, car broke down, where are you? I'm not going to send it yet. I'm waiting for passenger. Um, I suppose I could try and uh, triangulate its position. Um, I would just have to... I look around kind of frantically uh, for... I send a, the message. For a... Um, for like a, a place to, to jack into this computer's um, or to this vehicle's computer system. And I'm going to attempt to, uh, to, 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 I guess I can probably just use the PCU. Uh, I'm going to see if I can triangulate where Wretch is based on the fact that I've copied over Wretch's device before, that I've, that I'm familiar with it, and that we're sending it a text right now. Computer's check. Computer's check. That's a 15 plus seven, so that's 22. 22, you succeed. And I just want to explain the reason why I didn't have Captain Jin do the history check is because everyone was going to look at it. You guys already knew there was something up with it. It was going to happen eventually. You were just going to roll until you got it. Um, so I took 10. You took 10. So 22 will succeed. Um, he is still at the tier headquarters. Are there so I've got the duplicate pulled up looking at this device kind of as we go. It, what were there were there messages between yes, them? But it wasn't a conversation. It was images of his conversation. He, he, it was like as if someone took screenshots on Wretch's phone and sent it to Crook Officer Crook of a conversation between Wretch and someone just known as Deep. And it looks like conversations regarding Van Cott, how much money he's being paid, how much to be paid. Um, and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, if if the crew double crosses you, this is how this is the code.
codes for, you know, sending out an SOS that this, you know, you're, you're being double-crossed or you're in danger to the Van Cots syndicate. This is definitely dirty, right? Looks pretty suspicious. Hmm. So, like, are the whole of the tier in on this, or just that guy? As we're driving, I, uh, I go through his contacts and I look for Officer Beer. Officer Beer's number. You find it. I'm gonna call Officer Beer, the other one. He was a lot nicer. I don't think he's in on whatever this might be. And I kind of, okay. like, look over my shoulder to see if anyone's gonna say anything about, like, no, don't do that. I'll give you a nod. I call him. He doesn't answer, but then he immediately calls back. I answer on speaker. Uh, uh, hello? He sounds groggy, sleepy. Officer Beer, uh, this is Captain Jin of the Joe Lin. We met earlier. Um, yeah, how, how do you have Officer Crook's number? Officer Crook is dirty. We have all the evidence we need. He dragged us out of the building, attempting to either kill us or something worse. We're heading back to the building now, but it might run deeper than that. Can we meet with you? Can you? He just like stammers for a minute, just at total confusion. And you can hear him like, yeah, me too, buddy. He turned, he speaks another language and then you hear a woman's voice. Like that also sounds really sleepy. And then he comes, he's like, okay, uh, uh, I'll be there 30 minutes. Where's there? Where do you want us to go? Uh, I thought you said you were going back to the tier. Well, I think there are other officers there who are involved in this. Um, okay. What, where do you want to meet? Where's somewhere you go? Is there like a coffee shop or something that... I mean, I usually like to go to the, you know, locales where lots of tier run. I mean, they kind of give me everything here. This is a mostly mechanical planet. I have to go to the places where they offer things for biological people. Where's an entrance to the tier's offices that we can get to without being seen by a lot of people? And we'll meet you there. Uh, go to the loading dock. I'll meet you there. Okay. So, a um, little while passes, you guys actually get to the loading dock. It's pretty well lit, um, but it doesn't seem to be anyone around. Do you park your glue truck? Yeah, in the shadows, like as, as concealed as can be. All right, so you guys park off into in an area where you can see the loading dock at the very least. Uh, I have passenger in the front. I stopped at some point so he could get into the passenger seat. It's named okay. for him after all. I will also hand through the through the bars the pulse caster pistol I took to Captain Jin. Okay. Um, Captain Jin or passenger, when you get in, um, do a perception check for me. Eighteen plus, or maybe even minus. One second. 19 total 19 um 
just a a little worry comes over you and you, you just kind of remember how wretch stored and stocked things so you decide to lift up this you know when you guys are like get stopped and like to move seats you decide that you're just going to lift up both seats you don't see anything in the passenger side but when you lift up the seat for the driver's side you find a laser azimuth pistol in there is it the same laser azimuth pistol no no uh i'll take it all right check it does it have ammo is it loaded yeah it's loaded and of a little while passes you know a little bit longer than he, you know, about 40 once you get there about 45 minutes to an hour pass you know it's getting to be about 4 a.m 5 a.m and you see a small civilian vehicle kind of fly in and land and uh you see officer bear get out and he's got this big mug and he drinks it and he's looking around and you see him check his pcu several times you receive no messages. Passenger, can you do what you did to his phone, what you did to Crook's phone? And while Passenger's doing that, Cryptus leans forward to the bar. Captain, remember, I get out first, not you. Yeah. Um, oh, got it, because we're still in the vehicle. Um, Captain, I can but it would require I, I would be truly tapped I have a special ability that lets me recover one spell slot do it done alright I imagine it just works because it is a very small computer okay and uh, you pull up the copy and you start watching what he's doing and he is watching um, security footage of him coming and grabbing the security bots opening them up, doing something to them leaving, dismissing Officer Dandy and then coming to get you guys and then he just like keeps going through the cameras and watching you guys go through uh, back, like back when you guys were leaving the tier and if you're watch- you look up at him see what he's doing, he just kind of nods his head like okay and he just he puts his mug down and he looks all like flustered as he's watching this uh, footage oh he was watching crook do these things yes i thought you had said he was watching himself no, no he was watching Officer okay 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 yeah i heard that too i got a little spooked for a second there oh i'm no, sorry no it's okay but, that. um in addition to like what he's doing um so i'll watch him do that for a couple of seconds and kind of and see all of that then I'm going to take remote control of his device and toggle to his texts and phone records and see if he's contacted anybody. You're muted. Push it up. Doing it on his end as well? Yeah, yeah, he'd be able to see it. Okay, well, you start doing that and he starts freaking out and you, you, you kind of have to fight him for control. You're going to do contested computers? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Ooh, 18 plus 7. Uh, he rolled an 8, and he has a minus 2 to computers. Notice he was using clipboard and, like, pen um, earlier, and so he got a 6. You win. 
Nice. All right. Yes. Has, has he contacted anybody about any of this? Um, yeah, he, you notice that he has contacted several people. He's called. He, he's got several calls to Officer Dandy. He's got several calls to someone named Jim. And um, the conversation with Jim is about, hey, can you send me these security footage? I need to know this. And he, he actually, after you called him, like was like doing a lot of digging and information gathering, and um, also asking Jim what happened to Rima and the box. Because they don't, he doesn't seem to know where they went, and all that um, he seems to know is that they're gone, and security footage of a certain stairwell has been removed and deleted. What do you think, passenger? He looks confused. He looks clean. Look like he's in on it. He looks clean. He's he's reviewing all the information from tonight. He's looking at cameras. He's He's being scrutinous of Officer Crook. Um, it looks like he's he has contacted people, but I didn't see anything about the meet. Did I? That, that I didn't see anything like, hey, I'm going to go meet these guys over here and blah, 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 bang, bring back up. I didn't see anything like that, did I? Uh, you did see that he was going to meet you guys, but he said, please do not come. I don't want to... in. If something horrible has happened, I don't want anything to happen. Just keep the cameras on the loading dock is all he basically has told anybody. He's got the he he, he their people are watching us on cameras, but he explicitly told them to stay away. I repeat all that to to Jen and Crypto. Okay. Okay. Conceal the weapons. Let's not mention that we have them. We'll approach this openly. Me first, Captain. You know if they're snipers. All right. I tuck the the Asmuth pistol in my the, in my like waistband behind my back, underneath my lab coat. Yeah, I just looked up. There are actually like rules for hiding things, so I definitely want to conceal the Pulsecaster. Uh, you do. All right, Cryptus, slip out the back. So Cryptus slips out the back noisily. <laughs> but Cryptus will will all four of his arms are extended, fingers out like outstretched and pretty obvious, you know, not armed mannerism. Mm-hmm. And he will slowly walk towards the officer bear. Uh, officer bear kind of looks around, like trying to figure out a place to put his cup, and he sets it on top of his vehicle, and he puts his hands up as well and starts going. Is this the crew of the Joe Lynn? I'm allowed to talk this time, Bear. Well, that's good. Uh, what happened? First, <laughs> you you check me for weapons. I'll check you for weapons, and then we'll talk. I do have one. It's on my ankle. Just so you know. You, you can have, then we don't. Let's not worry with the check. You can keep it there, Captain. I'll do on my personal com, Captain. He has a. Pistol on his ankle. That's it. All right, Pastor, let's go. I go with him. I walk up next to uh, Cryptus, but I'm not like holding my hands up or anything. They're actually all kind of like folded behind my back, like uh, poised, not like uh, suspiciously. And Cryptus moves to like give Jin half cover with his body from Officer Barrett's direction. 
you can do that. Um, he just asked, he's like, uh, what happened? I saw the footage. I know he came and got you. What happened? Where is he? We were driving. Passenger, how far do we make it out of the city? About I know an you're keeping track. About, about, about 52 minutes and 36 seconds due south. Perfect, yes. And uh, it was at that moment that we had uh, figured out enough uh, to know that he was dirty and that our lives were in danger. So we attempted to take control of the situation. There was a scuffle. He left the vehicle. And I hopped in the pilot seat and drove us back here. And while the captain did that, I put four astral missiles into his chest and face. For, for, for what? Jin's like, what? Good. Okay. <laughs> I defended ourselves as we were leaving. He was opening fire on us. Is he dead? I don't know. Uh, he we don't. No, he still had one functional security bot. It was throwing grenades at us. Uh, so I thought it most prudent to return here. He looks at Cryptus and Passing and goes, I, I can see that. Um, well, given all the information, um, I think I just have one request of you. And he turns and looks and goes into his vehicle and he pulls out four clipboards and four pens and ha- or excuse me three and hands you each one and they are waivers saying please don't sue the tier for any reason or you promised and it's an nda <laughs> saying that you won't ever talk about this ever again and uh he said you can keep the truck you can keep whatever you got from him just uh, we'll handle him I think the footage tells us everything we need to know. You can go. Yeah. No. We were fired upon by a tier security officer. We were victimized by whatever's going on here. I'm going to need to speak to a manager. The effect is kind of ruined, though, because... And I didn't say this, but it's definitely what I would do. I went to pat Cryptus on the back when he gave me cover. And now I'm like trying to get my hand you off. Get your hand off and it's just like sticky and gross. Yeah, I'm going to need to speak to a manager. You see him get all panicked and he goes, I think you're going to need a lawyer. Um, I agree. But okay but you're not being detained here any further where is my first officer we don't know from what I understand um, some cameras started acting erratically and uh, we don't know how she did it but she got her door open she was not very cooperative um, she broke into a safe without breaking anything. It, it just seemed like locks kind of opened up for her. Took the box and the camera shut off from that point. We'd have no footage of her leaving. 
And with that, hmm. you get a message on your PCU, Captain, Cryptus, and Passenger. And that is where we will end tonight as you look at your PCU and it says, from Rima. Perfect ending. Boom. It's another one of my favorite combats we've done. We need to have more of it, damn it. They're so unlike oh other, my God, other that systems. Was awesome. It's so dynamic. I just, know. I just want you to know. I'm sitting here like seeing dollar signs. I'm like, what would someone like this do in this situation? I'm like, they'd sue the Megacorp. And the Corp would just be like, here's a million dollars, go away. And then you're like, yeah, Rima broke out of her cell. I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's, gonna, it's a lot more uh, complicated. Did you, did you coordinate with Ashley? Not at all. <laughs> this has been another episode of Starfinder on the Into the Dungeon Network. Thank you so very much for being here. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.